0: It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Chuck. Good morning, Dane. It is Chris Pavona with your Make It Rain fantasy sports news update. Before we get into some of our top stories, let's look quickly as Wimbledon is getting ready for the women's semis today. Starting in in just a few minutes, we've got Alina Svitolina taking on Simona Halep. Svitolina is a plus 198 favorite. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Simona Halep is a minus two forty favorite against Vigilina, who is at plus one ninety eight. Coming up at ten a.m. Eastern, it is Serena Williams who is a minus four ten favorite against Barbara Strakova at plus three twenty. Tomorrow's men's men's semifinals. Uh, Novak Djokovic is a minus thirteen hundred favorite against Roberto Bautista Ajut at plus eight. Eighty, uh, And, of course, but, of course, tomorrow the big one is, of course, Rafael Nadal versus Roger Federer. Uh, Nadal is a minus 128 favorite against Federer, who is at plus 10. Quickly looking at some of the latest odds for the uh, golfers going on at the John Deere Classic this weekend. Uh, Victor Hovland, Hovland, plus 1,600. Colin Morikawa is at plus 1,800. Joaquin ne- Neiman also at plus 1,800, along with Matt Wolf also plus 1,800. Sung Im is plus 2,000. Brian Harmon plus 2,200. Zach Johnson plus 2,700. And then Charles Harwell, Daniel Berger, Lucas Glover, and Ryan Moore, they are all at plus 2,900. Those are some of your top favorites going into the John Deere Classic coming up this week. Sung
2: Im, top 20, top 10, top 5. Book it now.
0: There you go, right there. That's Ooh. how. Uh, oh. <laughs> did, I just stir, did I just
3: stir something up here? Yeah.
0: No, Do it Joe now. did.
3: No, <laughs> yeah. Joe did. He's telling me about Sumjum Im or whoever it is. I got to hop on over.
2: Top 10, top five. Book it, guys. Like He's em. probably winning it.
0: All right, well, we're going to book this, guys. In the NBA, sources have reported to ESPN that Kawhi Leonard signed a three-year, $103 million deal that includes a player option for the 2021-22 season. For six
2: months, wasn't it?
0: Yep. That's it. Jo- uh,
2: six-month contract. Nice,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Paul. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be back in Toronto before the
3: guys. end of the year on a new contract. Don't worry. All about that flexibility. He's got a player option every month. Leonard
0: has chosen <laughs> this contract with the Los Angeles Clippers that lines up with new teammate Paul George and sets up for the two to be part of the 2021 free agent class. If both players become free agents in 2021, the Clippers would hold Leonard's early bird rights and full bird rights to Paul George. George, of course, has a four-year 103. You know, on, uh, another
3: part Another part of this, sorry to interrupt, is the fact that there's a new there's there's set to be a new collective bargaining agreement in yes. that time frame as well. And they think that you know the salary cap will go even higher. And so why lock yourself into a long-term deal with the max of like forty million? When in a new in a few years, it's going to be guys literally making over fifty million a year. So they're going to want to bite at that apple. That's another reason that the contracts they're synced up with the uh, expi- expiration in the CBA.
0: It is going to be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of years. I am interested to see what happens in twenty twenty one if we get there. But I die. Also, keep
2: in mind that this yeah. only it truly only appeals. It it only applies to six dudes in the NBA. What? Like. You know what I mean? The majority the of the people who play in the also, NBA the can't sign two years. It. Nobody's giving <laughs> it to them. Nobody's <laughs> giving it to them. If you're not moving the needle, if you're not a Kawhi, if you're not a Kevin Durant, if you're not a. a Ka- no, you no you max, don't get this opportunity.
3: That other guys can be on their team also because they yeah. know they make up that money in endorsements. The guys who are truly worth it are no, the easy. guys that are oh, comfortable leaving 10, 15 million on the table.
2: And there's only a handful of them, and at most you're going to get there. If you're a fan of a team, congratulations, you got Kawhi, maybe for a year and a half.
0: Well, let me ask you guys, is one of those six guys Russell Westbrook? No. Okay. Not at 32. 32. Because Tim Bontemps of ESPN is reporting that Oklahoma City Thunder point guard Russell Westbrook could be headed to Miami, to the Miami Heat, before the start of next season. Uh, Bontemps said people around the league consider it an inevitability that he will wind up there at at some point, <laughs> quote-unquote. Uh Willing to take on both, uh, the he could be the only team willing to take on both Westbrook's money and his personality. While the former MVP has spent his entire career in Oklahoma City, the squad now seems squarely in a rebuild after trading Paul George and Jeremy Grant. And Memphis swingman Andre Iguodala stay in Tennessee, maybe soon maybe soon over before it officially begins. According to Mike Fisher of DallasBasketball.com, the Dallas Mavericks have offered Wing Courtney Lee and a second-round pick for the three-time NBA champion and uh, 2015 NBA Finals MVP. However, Fisher reported that Memphis wasn't keen on the idea of absorbing Lee's uh, nearly $12.8 million salary. The Golden State Warriors traded Iguodala to Memphis this summer after he spent six seasons in the Bay Area, the 15-year veteran. Uh, averaged 5.7 points, 3.7 rebounds, and 3.2 assists in 68 games this past season. That is the news for me, Chris Pavona. Before I go, I do want to uh wish my mom a very happy birthday. It is today. I love you, mom. Happy, hey, happy birthday. birthday, Mama Pavona. Happy, Mama. happy uh,
2: birthday, Mama.
0: Uh, I should be seeing you soon, mom. And also, go enjoy Italy. I love you, Mom.
2: Oh, you're going to Italy, Bavona? No, I'm not What the hell Italy was that, dude? You could have led with that, we wouldn't yeah, know.
3: Headline. <laughs> I'll go with your Mama Bavona.
0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let it rain!
2: You remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain?
4: Make it rain.
2: Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, welcome in here, final hour. Make it rain, Fantasy Sports Radio Network as we get uh, geared up here. Second half, Major League Baseball season in full effect here. uh, Coming up uh, this weekend, tonight, one game. You got Wimbledon also. You got a little golf. Don't forget, next week, the big major, final major there, British Open. As uh, a lot of people uh, will be getting up early, including myself, in the morning to check out some of those early tee times. Which is kind of perfect there because it'll uh, it'll work great with uh, with our schedules. We'll be able to get our bets in, yeah. Just like it's listen. It's one good thing about having back to back. You're going to have Wimbledon in the British Open. So it's funny how all right. We got to we can wait until the morning because we know we're up at four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning to place our bets. So uh, we'll be uh, we'll be monitoring the British Open next week. But you got to get past the John Deere here. It's today. As Sung Jung Im, I'm telling you, top twenty, top ten, top five people—the right, guy like that him. you want to look at, especially in a field that has absolutely nobody in it—he is probably the best of the rest. So, I think he's going to pull this off. He's going to win this, and we're going to cash and then take next week off. That's how confident I am on nice. him being able to cash those uh, those uh, those tickets. The ESPYS nice. last night—did you catch any of it, Dane? Are you so, an ESPY guy? And forth.
3: Not really, but, I, I you know, there, like you said, there was not much else on. So I was yeah. flipping back and forth. You know, I was catching up. Remember, I was on vacation, so I was catching up on the DVR as well. But I, I saw some of it. What's up?
2: What do you think of uh, the host, man? What do
3: you like? I, I don't... Tracy Morgan?
2: Uh, man, he got crucified. I like crucified. him in general.
3: I like yeah. him in general, but I, I did see a couple of his jokes fall flat. Yeah, uh, But I do like, I, I, I am a fan of Tracy Morgan, but maybe, you know... I didn't see the full, like, all of it, so I'm I not gonna. I got Danica much, last but, year.
2: Man. Like, I got what you were doing, Danica, last year, but, like, I don't. Un- I just didn't understand the fit of Tracy Morgan with.
3: Well, they've had comedians athletes. do it before, I think. I think they've yeah, had comedians yeah. do it before. Like, uh,
2: man, I, yeah. I, I'm gonna yo, be The to see what the topic is. taking over the chat room. I told you. Dude, it, it took over my. Tw- I can't even. Crazy. I can't even find crazy. anything else on my Twitter timeline. That's the only thing that's on there right now. It's crazy, unbelievable. We call Tracy Morgan see if he wants to comment on it. That's all. So many levels. All right, hour two. Let's make it rain here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
4: 888- That's 888-400-0435. Andro400.com. Dad, what are you doing? Cramming for college. I'm the one going to college. Yeah, but we need to figure out how we're going to pay for it all. Discover student loans. Discover does student loans? Yeah. They're one of the top student loan lenders in the country. It takes 15 minutes or less to apply, and there are no fees for the life of the loan. Best of all, I can earn cash rewards if I get good grades. Really? Yeah. We still have time to apply and get a great rate. So I can just chill. College kids still say that, right? No one says that, Dad. Really? Yeah. Visit discoverstudentloans.com to apply today. Limitations apply.
2: all right i'm gonna put this thing to bed right now here all right i am going to yeah i think i have an official gonna,
3: position as well
2: i am just going to lay it out here for you the answer is actually very simple on today's uh, question regarding whether or not esports participants can be considered athletes The question that's been on the table and uh, we uh, we seem to be getting answers from all around the world here. And everyone seems to have a take on it. We did tell you the definition from uh, from Webster there. And it had to do. It's it's funny the way they worded it, because they covered not only what we would consider traditional athletes today. Those that run, jump, uh, you know, hit balls, throw balls, those type of athletic type of things that were associated with. But it also mentioned words like stamina and games, those types of words that were in there, which, of course, we know absolutely define the truly best in esports. These are guys that can sit in a chair, hand-eye coordination, have to be mentally tough in order to be able to compete on that level, so on and so forth. But I think the thing that did it for me and what should do it for most people to end this argument is the fact that the United States government, Considers esports players professional athletes. Why is this important? Well, back in 2013, it was almost impossible if you were a foreign player of esports to actually get a visa to be allowed in a damn country oh, to really? participate. So, what they did was the U.S. government changed the rules and recognizes players Man, from out. asia europe all over the world the now visa. they will allow you to get an, a visa issued into this country if you are an esports player under the headline of it you are an athlete much like anybody from the dominican or from or from anywhere else around the world wants to play they are now accepting esports players well they have been since 2013 you are now considered an athlete in the country's in the government's eyes as an esports player. That's good enough for me, man.
3: Sure. Uh, Technical (laughs) definitions, right? I'll buy that as a technical definition. For me, where I was going to go was different. I was going to go on the no side, and uh, I was going to use the word game as my deciding factor, okay? I think these things are games, not sports, all right? And so you're a player, not an athlete, okay? I think – Chess, to Cardano's point, is a game. Uh, Cornhole, which I see on ESPN 8, you know, the Ocho, is a game, in my opinion. Darts are a game. Uh, These things are games, and I think if you play a game, you are a player. Uh, If you play a sport, you are an athlete. I would call these things games, not necessarily sports. But I understand the technical definition. And for all of these things, if you are a player of this game, and someone's going to give you a sponsorship deal, or someone's going to pay you money, or someone's going to give you a scholarship because of it. More power to you. I'm not hating the player. I'm not even hating the quote unquote game.
2: So you're going to go. You understand it, right? I mean, I get it. I understand where it yeah. is too. But your official position is that listen, guys, it's games, not sports. Right, is it there? And there is a distinction between that. I mean, there is a. Games,
3: you can't cons- listen, there's strategy when I play damn Monopoly, around, right. a board game. Okay, right. so don't get it twisted, right? And, and there's certainly strategy in chess, right? And and risk other board games. You know, right. I, I listen. I like deep games like Settlers of Catan, if you know what I'm talking about. But in any event, there's definitely strategy there. Okay, mm-hmm. there's definitely discipline and focus. But that's the that's the difference for me. They're games, but. If you're going to get played to to play a game, great. If someone's going to give you a scholarship to play a game, cool. You know, I ain't mad at it, and that's just what the marketplace dictates. You know, if it gets enough ratings to be on TV, cool. But I think that's the difference. For me, these are games, not sports. They're players, not athletes.
2: Interesting. All right, there you go. You've got it. The official official rankings of eSports players. I'm going to side go. with the government. If you can get a visa as considered a professional athlete uh, as an esports player, by all means, you are an sure. athlete. If if I can make money off of you, by all means, you're an athlete. If you can play a sport, now it, is it a sport? I think is the even right. more fascinating question. Is would you consider video games? No, they're a games. Sport? It says game in the damn name of it. Video games. Right, and that's what's <laughs> amazing because it's your esports. Right. but you're playing a game. Like so, I guess right. the argument can be: Listen, everything. Baseball's a kids' game. Basketball's right. a kids' game. It's all games.
3: True, but is I'm it trying really to a, a sport? game? At the same time, trying to be respectful because I right. do acknowledge like that it's real business and that it requires it's business, a- for sure. A- that it's out- <laughs> and that it's real. I'm not trying to say get off my lawn. You know, right. I'm just talking about literal athleticism required because we got guys in the chat room. You know, uh, Maxwell. Maxwell Smart 420 being like, listen, you know, then beer pong is a sport, right. then you know what I mean, and flip cup and stuff like that. So I understand. Um, Maxwell, so I understand. look at you—you just hating on esports players, Maxwell. Yes. What's wrong with I, you? I want to show it some respect, but I do, I do believe. That's the line I'm going to draw between player and athlete, between game and sport. But let's make, let's make people some cash, Joe. Let's make people some cash. Let me ask you house. this, though. If you were, do you
2: think there's a better chance of you, Dane, right? Honestly, is there a better chance of you if you dedicated yourself of being a professional golfer, baseball player, football player, basketball player, or e-sports player? What's your better shot? If you dedicated yourself, what do you what? Where do you see yourself on par with? Where? What could you become easier?
3: It depends on how old I am. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like in my early. So here's the way I'll answer the question. For God. me right now, I'm in his late 30s. For me right now, the answer would be golf. Okay. But the the way I'll flip it is when I have a child and that yeah. child at eight years old is trying right. to play video games, I'm not gonna stifle it. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna embrace it. Because the kid, I think a lot of it what it has to do, and we talked about this with Jeopardy James, right? Is Jeopardy a sport now? Wasn't he like training himself to react quick on the button and that sort Good of thing? Point. So to me, that's where the kid, the younger response time, reaction time, has the advantage in esports. So I don't think I could uh, compete given the uh, the slowing of my reaction time, the step slower that I am, unfortunately. So that's why I would stay away from the quote-unquote esports as the thing to dive into, as opposed to golf. But then again, I told you I already sliced it onto the damn navy runway. But that's beside. Me. <laughs> um, but I, that's uh, so I would not say esports. I would try to dive into golf. But if I had a kid. You know, I'm putting I'm putting everything in his left hand so he's a lefty. I'm putting the putter in his hand early and then I'm going to allow him to play video games and if he turns out to be great cuz here's the thing, Joe, if my kid gets a scholarship to play esports, what am I going to do? Right. Not right. take the money? BS, I'm taking the money, right? Like Which is I'm a reality
2: now. That. That's exactly. a reality now for parents.
3: Is get this, right? And as a chance to, you know, prosper and something that they enjoy, right? Go get it. Go get it, brother man. It's all good. Now let with me, me ask
2: you this though, all honestly, because you know I, the total degenerate and conniver that I am, I'm looking at esports and going. Yeah. Let's say I'm an esports athlete, all right, and we'll just I'll use that. I'm an esports athlete, right? I'm playing FIFA, okay? I'm in a tournament. I'm playing FIFA, right? And I know what my odds are. Yeah, I like it. If I win or lose this game, right? I mean, and shaving. let's let's just say. I need to lose by one and a half goals, right? Let's just say I know what uh, what the number in the juice is. How easy is it for me just to be like, Oh, I can't believe he scored that goal? I don't know, man. I'm a little worried from a betting perspective on that sport, no? It's very interesting.
3: Uh you know, they don't wanna have college sports, right? right. And, but yes, you're right. right. I think the horizon that people will have to consider and uh, you know, Tommy Knuckles over there you need to think about that maybe they need to uh hit up some of these e-gamers and start to uh you know Yeah
2: I got to think the Korean betting syndicates and uh, and company over there around the world might be like oh we'll support uh we'll support your esports uh-huh. team Yeah oh. Yeah but let me explain to you who's going to win uh, I just I think there's a lot of area of corruption possibility there What's that? I don't know are there odds for it? are there? Are there? Links for- oh yeah! Oh yeah! I've I've got a few for you. <laughs> Let's do it! Let's do it! Let's make-, do it. Hey. Let's make it rain, people! Let's do it! Esports raining! <laughs> Let's do it! Damn it!
4: The
2: morning line. Chapman was at a big number. Did I play him? Is that why I'm pissed? You're damn right. I played him. You just knew Chapman was going to come in in the bottom of the ninth inning, right? Of all the closers, of all the pitchers, if there was going to be one, Chapman was probably the best guy since he'd be coming into a situation in a close game looking to do what I don't know what he does. Close the door, which is what he did. Three strikeouts late. Ridiculous.
0: Weekdays, 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern on the Evan TSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers.
2: So I gotta tell you, Dane, the numbers are staggering, as are the odds. If you want to dabble in a little e-sports betting, oh, welcome in
3: here, Make it Rain Fantasy Sports Radio E-Sports Network. E-sports day on the Fantasy Sports Network.
2: I just wanted just to show you because I know some people are raising their eyebrows, they're they're laughing it off. But listen, yeah. whether you agree they're athletes or they're whether they're athletes or it's a sport, hey, it if is. I can bet
3: on them; it's all good.
2: A monster business, guys. Esports this year is on pace to see eight billion dollars in total wow. wagers. That's what wow. it is on pace for this year, guys. That's a b. That's, the that's
3: handle? eight. That's the
2: wager? billion dollars in handle this year on esports. All right, that's a we're talking about a huge. And I'm. And by the way, the growth estimate is around sixteen billion in annual wagers. Over the next two to three years,
3: guys, and people it need to is... worry about this integrity stuff because, like you said, I think Huge. that we can fudge this a little bit. I really believe, yep. like, I could, yep. we could, Joe, we got to find an up and coming esports guy and get him under our, our Well, under our I'm
2: telling, well, first of all, there's three. Like, you, you go to the book here, whether it be Fan or you go to, they all have yep. odds on them. and the odds are they there really? are some They're that so. are close. They're all. First Perfect. of all, what is
3: uh I mean we got lots darts for God's sakes, you know?
2: Yeah, D O T A two, which I'm assuming is a game. You have Emma Brian, what do we got here? What's D-O-T-A? Which is League of I'm assuming. Oh, League, of Legends? Right? League, League of, Legends? of Legends. And then you, you know have what? uh Counter Strike is guy. another one.
3: Yep, I got a guy that plays one, I think one of my friends plays one called like Heartstone or something like that. Okay. And uh, I could, we could get him on as a guest. He's like one of like he did a poll podcast on it. Uh we got, I I gotta reach out to him and see if we could uh get him as a guest. I gotta tell Dota you, 2, also...
2: Dota Two is an actual game. It's just called Dota okay. Two. It's it's okay. a multiplayer online battle arena video game. See, this sure. is like just those sure. of you that played Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons growing up. This just they right. took it.
3: This is uh, it's this electronic is what it's into. right? And but you I gotta some
1: some you of these Luis um, Hernandez
3: in the chat, Joe. He says, if you can do it in your underwear with a bag of Cheetos next to you, it's not a sport. And here's the thing. I think what we're saying (laughs) is if you do it with a bag of Cheetos next to you in your basement, you're not competitive. That's the thing, right? That's the thing. Like, yeah, you could probably do it, but you ain't ain't at the level of these dudes that are like actual – Listen, we can go play golf this weekend and shoot 120, but that – I could play golf in my wife beater and hungover. I won't be competitive, you know, and I think that's That's the thing. The perception is kids playing it just like, you know, in their mom's basement and that sort of stuff, but this is a different level of it, and that's where the perception and reality comes in. I have to bring up
0: our guy, Chris Ventra. He's not here right now, but he will be later. He's a (laughs) big-time gamer, and I know that he's told me personally that he gets so competitive with, with video gaming that he's sat for like six, seven hours a night not realizing how long he's been playing, so I believe that even though he probably could have a bag of Cheetos next to him, it's the way that he's playing. It's that mentality. If you have that mentality, then yeah, I think you could be competitive. Then yes, you could be an athlete at it. I could, love it. Could Venture be good as an esports
3: player? We don't know. Well, maybe. Maybe we should sponsor him. He'd have too much air gel on his hands. Sometimes they'd get <laughs> <people with him. laughs> but, Hey. Eventually. I love you. Goon Squad, represent, brother, man. I
2: love it, man. I love it, love it, love it. I'll tell you what I'm going to do right now, because I'm that kind of degenerate, is the first match today is in uh, is in Dota 2. It's a, it's coming up at 1 o'clock this afternoon. It's anti-Maj at plus right? 110 versus the final tribe, so at minus 145. I'm going dog shopping here today, all right? I am laying the money on anti-Maj. mag madge. I don't I I'm going plus one ten. I'm hitting send right now. I'm playing it. I don't care. Let's see
3: what happens there. Done. Say like, yeah. Where the teams are from? Are there like one an American team and one a Japanese team or anything like that?
2: Ah, uh, let's see here. Does it give us the? Dun, 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 dun. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's interesting too because what you, as a matter of fact, uh, yeah, coming up here eleven thirty. It looks like these—it's these, these aren't—they're teams. Obviously, these are teams here that are that are doing battle, and then I think the players rotate from within the team. Every team has what three or five guys or something. I have no clue. I have no clue. Yeah, <laughs> I that Yeah, as I'm looking, 'cause there's three dudes I got to awesome. choose from here, and they're all named something different, which cracks me up. So I'm just gonna go with the team angle. Give me anti-mash over the final try plus one ten. We'll cash it and we'll come back tomorrow and we'll laugh our asses off.
3: I can't believe it. Like, how are we even gonna find out what the result was? Like how I'm we just gonna know- look at the account and see if I have more money in it than I started with. <laughs> but, fair enough. On thing something that we all believe is a sport, Joe. I'm gonna take listen, I'm gonna take the Rangers plus one twenty today, Joe. Uh you talked about this before you like go the Lance land, aren't you? You sick, sick plus one twenty. They're the plus number, and, and Valdez, listen, this is an Astros pitcher that is not named Verlander or Cole. Uh, a lot of the Astros, you talked about the rest and the tiredness. And all, a lot of the Astros have had travel because they've had to come from Cleveland, okay? There are a lot of Astros on that squad, okay, that'll be hitting today. And they have travel, whereas a lot of the Texas Rangers do not. I, you know about the ball flying out there. Home runs will be there. I lean over, even though it is an 11-run run uh, Total And I lean with the Texas Rangers. For those of you who do not want to bet esports today and are looking for something else, Joe's got some golf winners for you. And I'm telling you, Joe also mentioned that the Texas Rangers were the most profitable team in Major League Baseball yeah. in the first half. I think it continues tonight at a plus 120 number. I'm taking it.
2: There was one I, I bet yesterday, one future bet that I threw in there, Dan, because I talked myself into it over the last couple of days as I was going over the numbers in the first half, especially the last month here. I got the As at 20 to one uh <laughs> to win the American League West, and they are I think they trail by what? Seven and a half games, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere along those lines uh, they they've been playing their best. Baseball the last month of the season. And they do this every damn year, the A's. They did it again last year. All of a sudden we're looking at <clears throat> 90 wins, a hundred win team, and you're like, how the hell did this happen? 20 to 1, they went 14 and 5 heading into the all-star break, right? They had a 2 1 series win over the twins. <clears throat> they had a 2 2 series split against the Rays, and they're also beating the crap out of the teams they're supposed to beat. They're 10-2 versus the Orioles. Ten and two uh, against the uh the Angels and the Mar- they So when you put all the teams that they've played that they're supposed to win, they win them. And then they're battling against some of the better teams in the league. So if the Astros, I think, slip it all. I do think the A's are the team that are going to be right there going, um, they're not going to go anywhere. I think the Astros they're going to, it's not a coast situation for them by any stretch of the imagination. I think the A's, especially at 21, uh, 20 to one, I think they've got some value here to possibly take down the uh, the Astros. If if Verlander gets, something happens at the top of that
0: rotation,
3: right. uh, you know, at 21, so, I'll take my chances. So here's what I'll say on that, Joe. I, it's a seven and a half game lead right now. I I, I don't mind you trying to like, you know, hit your wagon to the A's because you're right. Similar to Tampa, they kind of are always there and you don't think about them. I just don't believe in the other part of the equation that the Astros are going to fall off the rails, barring right. injuries to Verlander and Cole or something like that, right? However, what I will say, Joe, is um, over on one of our books, you have um, odds for kind of like the four teams in the wild card situation. In the AL, okay. you have odds for the Rays, Red Sox, Indians, and A's to make the playoffs, Joe. And of those four teams, the A's are actually the longest shot. Right now, Joe, you can get the A's to make the playoffs at plus 220, all
1: Love right?
3: That. So if you, like, the, a- the A's have a chance to win the division, I kind mm-hmm. of think, I'm sorry, Joe, but I think you're lighting your money on fire, because I think the Astros are a lock, okay? So, but you can get, you can still get, if you may get that, or you can get them to finish in one of these wild card spots, it ain't 20 to one, but it's plus 220. So if you like the A's, that could be a way to do it. Just so you know, the Rays are minus mm-hmm. 250 to make the playoffs. The Bo Sox are minus 155. The Cleveland Indians are minus 130. And then the A's are plus 220. Those are the four teams being offered because those are the teams that are right now right around the cut in the wild card chase.
2: All right, I'll throw another one at you there that uh, I threw a couple of shekels on there. Yeah. How about, and you mentioned this yesterday, the National League Central, where what? Mm-hmm. We've got four and a half games separating the five teams in the central. Everybody. Uh, yeah, you're on the Reds, crazy. aren't you? You love the Reds for some reason. I love the Pirates, man. I like Ooh, the Pirates okay. at 20 to 1. Another one of these 20 to 1 teams. They're two and a half game back of the cub right now. I think also like the A's. They came into the All-Star break on fire, going 14 and 7 in their last 21, and they started uh I think they went 6 and 2 against teams they're supposed to beat. The Marlins, the Tigers, the Padres. They also went 2 to 1 against the Astros, 3 to 1 against the Cubs. I you know, the Pirates are another team sleeping. Yes, a lot of people don't give them credit, but damn that lineup can mash in a 20 to 1 in that race. Give me the Pirates, man. I threw a couple of bucks down them.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I just think in the Central, I think these teams are going to beat each other up, Joe. You know, Mm. so the idea of, like, if if they're going to get in, it's going to have to be through the division. Because I do not think the Central, the NL Central, will produce any wild cards. I think the East and the West will produce the wild cards. So, for these teams, whether it's the Pirates or whoever, the Cardinals, for them to make the playoffs, I think it will have to be as the division winner of the NL Central. Mm. And I think the Cubs... I think the Cubs are starting to get in gear. You know, they got their closer now and stuff. I think they're also the team that'll make moves in the next couple of weeks towards the deadline. I'm throwing bombs out, man. Give me these 20 yeah, to one
2: are. shots. I Very love nice, you, bro. Let's sprinkle, baby. Let's sprinkle, make it rain. That's how we work here. All right, we'll talk a little bit more about this Texas pick of yours, too, because you, you got me scratching my head now through that <laughs> coming up here. Man, it's the right. Radio Network. all right we take a look here at uh, at some of the second half major league uh, baseball plays and some strategy there as we look to uh, make it rain one game on the card here tonight that would be the Houston Astros on the road taking on the Texas Rangers Dane's got me all thinking on you know I'm here I am looking at Houston and now you got me all thinking Texas and it's uh it's going uh you got me going back and forth. But just to finish up on a couple of these uh second half bombs, so to speak. I do like the yeah. uh the twins at twenty to one uh, the twins, the uh the A's rather a at 20, twenty to one, one <laughs> to uh to go ahead and uh possibly take down the uh the Astros. I like the value there. Also the Pirates in a division where, you know, four and a half games separates those five teams. Like you said, it, yeah. it could be it could be anybody like what I'm seeing from Uh, from them. And I'll throw one more out. It's a little shorter, but can we both agree that the twins may be playing better than what they really are? And I do think that the Indians at plus 425, I do think that's a pretty good bet. What are they? Five and a half (laughs) a game. They were 11. And before the break, they knocked it down to five and a half. So I kind of like the Indians too, as well. Put a few bucks down on them at plus 425.
3: Yeah, I could see that. Listen, uh, in the fantasy world, people know that Jose Ramirez, who was a first-round pick in most leagues, you know, has been on the Mendoza My first-round pick, thanks. Yeah, listen, I had shares with him in the first round as well. He's going to start to heat up. Eventually, they're going to get help in the pitching staff. You know, guys like Kluber, even Danny Salazar to potentially come back. And, you know, this Twins... It's a feel-good story. They're mashing. They're hitting more home runs than ever, but we talked about it. Guys like Odorizzi, Michael Pineda, like basically any pitcher that is not Jose Barrios, can I count on them to sustain what they've done so far with guys like C.J. Crone hitting bombs, yes. you know, stuff like that. Can that maintain? So I think that's interesting. And, Joe, we've talked about what we need in the playoffs are so those stud pitchers. I keep on going back to Scherzer, Stralsberg and Corbin. And honestly, if they can get in – I can get the Nationals at at ten to one to win the NL pennant, and if they get in in any kind of short series, the pitching will uh, will tilt towards the Nats no matter who they are playing. I don't care if they're playing the Dodgers with Ryu, Kershaw, and Bueller. I'll take Scherzer at the top pitching games one, four, and seven if need be. So if they can get in, I'm intrigued by the Nationals at around nine or ten to one to win the NL.
2: Uh, I got to tell you, what what's the lead now? Six? What is the Braves actually? Uh, the uh, the Braves had In the NL, a, NL East? Much, in the NL East. How many games are they ahead now? Because what a season. They, uh, that first half for the Braves, I know they did it quietly, as quietly as any division leader. Yeah. I, you know, they are the just – The six have been, games back.
3: The Nats are games. six back. But to my point, though, the Nats are the kind of team that if they're in the one-game wild card, they run out Max Scherzer, you lose. I agree. You know yep. what I mean? So yep. they're a team that can make it from the wild card. And then in that first round, even after pitching Scherzer, they go Strausberg and Corbin games one and two. They're fine. And if they get to seven-game series, I really think those three starters can take them pretty far. And it's not like the Nats don't have offensive firepower either. You know, We've talked about kids like Juan Soto having a great year. Howie Kendrick hitting 320. You know, Turner, Trey Turner back healthy. They have an offense. Um, it's really about that bullpen. And we've talked about how in the trading deadline, closers, bullpen arms are the guys that move from non-contending teams. OK, so do not be surprised if you see, you know, a, um, a closer from another team go to Washington. and That would be themselves declaring that they're going to make a run. And it's something I expect to see in the next couple of weeks.
2: I would also suggest second half, those of you are going to dive into a little Major League uh, Baseball action here. Um, The teams I just mentioned, the reason I played them at at 20 to 1 there in second halves is because I also think there's the Pirates and Yays represent two teams going to be very undervalued. They have been all season long. I think certainly in the second half, Dane, all the eyes and the focus is going to be Astros, Yankees, Uh, I do think that you're going to be able to get a lot of value in the second half, keeping an eye on the pirates, keeping an eye the, as, and the A's as short favorites. I love them. I mean, the whole point of what we do here is we try to find the best value, right? We try to find teams that are underrated and teams that get overrated because the markets, it's not overnight guys. They don't adjust right away. And I think you're going to see over the next couple of weeks, especially, you're going to be able to get teams like the A's and the Pirates at unbelievable value. Now, conversely, my ass is fading the Dodgers every chance I get, and right. not blindly. Even with the, the Dodgers, the Dodgers are one of those teams, guys. I mean, just look at what happened before the break. They are they're in coast mode, so to speak, right? They just got swept by the San Diego uh, Padres. At Mm -hmm. ridiculous numbers, the markets are going to so overblow what the Dodgers, they are going to win that going away. So motivation not necessarily going to be at the top of their page, but I can tell you, and I'm not saying to blindly bet against them, but I do think when you come across a game where you like the pitcher on the other team, you're probably going to get them, Dana, at plus 200. You're going to get them at plus 180. You're going to have opportunities here. Get a pitcher you trust on the opposing team going up against the Dodgers there, and it's going to be a lot of value there because in all likelihood, they're going to be plus $2 or better. So Dodgers, to me, are a fade in the second half. Again, not blindly, but look for those opportunities to take the the dogs because they ain't going to win every game. They're not going to win another 60 games here, Dane.
3: Yeah, I think that makes sense. But even with that, you got to pick your spots, right? You got to see when you like the pitcher on the other side, um, that sort of thing. Yeah, not I hear blindly, you. but look yeah, for I hear you, there you are gonna be those series. 200. They're not gonna win every series. So you understand that. What do you what do you think though, Joe? You talked about coasting. Don't they also have to deal with like, oh, I don't know, the Braves in terms of home field advantage for the NL? That sort of thing?
2: Yes, but I do think you'll see a different I think over the next couple of weeks, especially, you're gonna see some of these teams, I think, get into maybe a little bit of a coast mode. Uh, okay. coming back from the all-star break and yeah. I just think the they're gonna they're gonna blow them out they're gonna be minus 200 favorites across the board all the time with Kershaw on the mound and right, you know it's uh, wait right. till I Rich Hill gets back and it's like oh God I want to throw everything's gonna be Dodgers that but I do think there are going to be some teams and some opportunities there that you can go I minus 220 like seriously like why yeah. they got their Who's out there? I mean, if it ain't Bueller, it's – they're They're not going to win every game. And we know, Dane, in order to make money, we got to find a couple of those games every week that go, give me a plus number. I think the Dodgers are one of those teams that you can look at. They're, of course, going to win their share, but there are going to be opportunities where you can go, oh, I'll I'll take plus 210 on that and and win a few bucks there. I got no problem. Uh, I got no problem there. And to a certain degree – What do the Yankees do here coming out? What do you see the Yankees doing initially when they come out here in the second half? I mean, do you do they get does Stanton come back? Do you I mean, do they Herman's now back in the picture over here? Do you think the the Yankees might be in for a little regression?
3: I mean, possibly. But here's the thing. I think that as the weather gets warm here, even in the Bronx, you know, balls Mm -hmm. will fly out more. So teams that are built on the home run, they're going to get even more home runs. They're going to score even more runs, you know. So I think the Yankees, because unlike the Dodgers, they do have teams chasing them. Boston and Tampa are closer to them, right? So I don't think they're – I think they're going to keep their pedal – their foot to the gas pedal kind of thing. So I don't think the Yankees are in for that regression. In fact, if anything, I think you mentioned Herman coming back. The Yankees are going to hopefully get players back, which will help them. I'm still waiting. The most is on Severino, to be quite honest. And, Joe, that's our poll question today. Who is the best team in Major League Baseball heading into the second half of the season? We put up the options of the Dodgers, Yankees, Astros, and then other. Right now, the Dodgers are leading the poll. 38 percent, 27 percent say the Astros. 23 percent say the Yanks. 13 percent say other. If you want to have your voice be heard, hit us up at Joe Ranieri at Spit and Speeds at FNTSY Radio to vote on the poll. But right now, 38 percent of the people think the Dodgers are are, in fact, the best team in baseball. But, Joe, my second half bet, we talked about it already, I'm still Mm -hmm. taking the over, brother. I'm taking the over every chance I get because we know about these balls, whether they're juiced or not, but one thing I know is when the weather starts getting warm in places like Arlington, the ball will fly out even more. So I expect even a bigger increase in home runs for fly ball ratio, that sort of thing. I think that this three true outcome league and world that we are in is just going to keep on going to the extreme. Give me the over as my standard bet.
2: I'm not going to argue with that either, man. It's very hard, uh, and it will remain hard it's ever taking gonna unders. And yeah, it's going to, it's very, sweating the unders is going to be brutal in the second half here, but I will go back to your Houston-Texas uh, game here tonight. Yeah, right, while, while I love Lance Lynn here, and I do, uh, and I love what he's been doing, Lee, and he's been consistently solid, and yes, I love the dogs, I love going chasing him, but the thing, the stat I talked about about favorites first game back yeah, from the All Star game. The other fact that a problem is uh, Houston's guy Valdez. He got what? He's being called Friend up, I think. Valdez. For the, Valdez. yeah, he got shellacked, I think, in the uh, in the last two times out. He came up in this particular spot. I mean, he's he's also a guy though, Dane, that struck out forty one guys in forty five innings. So he's one of these guys where. Uh, he is going to throw a by, guys. But a lot of times, unfortunately, when they do make contact, it's probably leaving the ballpark. Right, and Where's in Texas, in Arlington, it's tough. But I will say this about the Houston, Texas, uh, the Houston Astros—they're healthy again. That lineup, Springer, top to bottom. And unfortunately, the thing that Houston has done better than anybody else this year is hit lefties, and they have an 870 on-base percentage here. So. It's tough for me to go. I want to back the Texans here, uh, Texas, rather. I really do, but it's that lineup of Houston. I mean, you talked about who's the best team. First of all, I don't like the Dodgers' bullpen. I think that's their biggest weakness. It's always been a problem for them. So I, I don't like them as the best team in baseball. I think from a complete side. Defense, lineup, starting pitching, relief pitching. I think the Astros are clearly the best team in Major League Baseball. So for that reason, it's minus 135, minus 140. You know, I'm leaning Houston here tonight in this game because of that.
3: All right. I mean, that's fine. Uh, You know, my boy Valdez. I don't hate Texas either. I don't don't hate them. On the road so far this year is pitching to a 509 ERA, a 158 whip. Which is no good. And you mentioned his oh, it's strikeouts, park. right? Right. It's Does have forty park. to one K's and forty-five innings pitched. But in that yep. period of time, he also has twenty walks, Joe. That's almost half as many innings pitched, Joe. That's 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 not good control. I you talking about uh, they don't hit lefties well. I just think this runs gonna be scored here and because he of over that over 11, on that game. Eleven. At minus one ten? Yeah. Give me, the, give me the over. Give me the over. Give me the going over. over. There too, we baby. go, Joe. Let's solidarity, go. brother, man. Solidarity, so, that's it, brother. Give me the damn hey, over. Hey, tell Ventra. I said uh, in his game. Got a,
2: all right. Anti Madge today, taking on the final tribe at plus one ten. Go to two, baby. We're going east
1: Deed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business.
0: Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job.
1: More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for.
0: I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience.
1: Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast.
0: Now I'm back to having just one job.
1: See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits.
4: Calling all drivers. Want a career that will take you places? Then Coach USA and Megabus is the place for you. Coach USA and Megabus, leaders in the local and intercity bus transportation industry, are looking for career-minded, conscientious drivers with a valid CDL Class A or B license with passenger endorsement. They offer paid training, competitive salary, and many benefits. Apply now and start driving to a better future. Visit CoachUSA.jobs.
0: That's CoachUSA.jobs.
2: seems like the Orioles, the Marlins, Royals, Tigers, Blue Jays, Mariners, they've obviously committed to rebuilding, uh, uh, which is fair. I get that. But at times, it certainly does, Dane, appear that we're calling up a guy to do this. We're sitting this guy. Are they really always putting their best foot forward? Is tanking an issue, and will it be an issue, in your opinion, in the second half in Major League Baseball?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. It will, you know, um, and we've been saying this in every sport. I've I've called it the race away from the middle. And here's the way I think it here's the way I think it plays out. Okay. And let me get this straight. I've said this before. You've said it before, Joe, when we talk about tanking, that does not mean that the players on the field are not trying hard. That's not Mm. what this means. This means things like the front office, not going for it by signing guys. This means things like the managers, oh, I don't know, letting the kids play. Like you can have – A valid argument that if you're not contending, what you want to do is get experience for some kids that will be part of the future of your franchise or putting them out there so that other teams can see them and they become more marketable via trade. Those are valid things, but they're just strategies that are not for now that are longer-term strategies. And I think that's part of what tanking is also. When the team organization, the brain trust, the management is taking a long view of that, right? And so... If you look at it that way, the idea of playing kids is part of that long view. But, yes, I think it will have an impact because you're going to see that. You're going to see some spot starts from kids that come up. You're going to see when they expand the rosters, that sort of thing. So, yes, I do think it will have an impact. And what I was mentioning and I was asking you before is the place I think it might have an impact is not even game by game. But as you look at series prices, you know, when you have some of these teams that have fallen out of it, I might fade them in the series price. You've said on any given game, the Orioles, the Marlins, the the Mariners, they can win. But I think it would be a lot harder for them to win series, let's say, on the road or something like that when I know one of those starts are going to be like some kind of kid or an opener or something like that. So I think series price might be the way to go.
2: Are teams cutting their nose off despite their face, Dane, from the standpoint of, listen, we still make a lot of money at the gate generating people to buy tickets and come and see our baseball team locally. Are yeah. we are we killing the prospect of the future knowing that if a guy, listen, spends a couple hundred dollars to take his kids to a baseball game on a Thursday or Friday night or heading into the weekend, and, you know, you can't identify anybody on the field, they get blown out 13 to 1 because nobody really seems to give a crap. Are are you killing – will will that guy go, well, don't worry about it, we'll get him next year or we'll get him next game? I mean, are you, are you alienating more fans than actually enticing them to invest in the team? Because it is a double-edged sword.
3: It is. Um, I don't think so, right? Like the old – old adage of, like, you know, the dad taking his son to a game for the first time and stuff. The kid, like, sure, they want to see Aaron Judge. Sure, they might want to see that star. But the kid's experience is going to be the random things they remember, right? And so I don't mm-hmm. know that that's at risk, per se. Um What I would say is, yeah, if you know you're going to see a bad product on the field, it's a little demoralizing. Right. But I think the experience of going to the baseball game is still the experience. I don't think you're going to keep fans away, per se. Those same fans know that that team is bad. You're not buying tickets for their games in September anyway. You know, like when I look at the schedule for the Yankees, I'm like, oh, okay, they'll be in a pennant race. But if I was a you know, if I'm a Mariners fan, I'm not looking for that anyway. That's why teams, I think, do interesting promotions. I think I told you last year. Joe, you know, my team, the Padres, you know, they had a promotion where you pay a hundred bucks and you get to go to unlimited games until you see the Padres win. I think it was like five times or something like that. And that's nice. a creative promotion that I think the Padres are doing that other teams can explore. You have your promotional days, you know, things like that. And I think teams are starting to get smart to mitigate that exact risk, Joe, of it being like, oh, what am I going to see here? You know, just a bunch of call ups. Um, So they try to make the experience of going to the game better. And that random six-year-old who it's their first game, they're going to remember it regardless.